Are you afraid of dying? No, I'm not. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yes, I am. I will lie if I say I don't. Yes. <laughs> I guess I would be afraid of like leaving people behind. No. Um, I mean, I think dying is a part of life. So when death comes, it'll come and you just have to live life to its fullest, right? Not so much. Like if you die, you'll just die. Probably more afraid of suffering while dying than dying itself. But whatever, it's not really in my hands much. Everyone is gonna die someday, so uh, yeah, I'm not much afraid as such. Yeah, it's just like it will happen someday or the other. I, I just wish it happens. Um, it happens in 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 not so bad manner. Yeah. Actually dying, I'm not worried about what'll happen after because I just won't be anymore. So I won't be worried about what I'm doing now, but. Thinking about death makes me worry about the now and my living life. I'm not very afraid because it's not something happening or something in my control. Um, I'm very health awareness, um, so I try to slow down that process. But when it comes, it comes. I'm not afraid of something out of my control. I'm not. It is what it is. If life happens, it happens. Uh, my husband and I actually had this conversation a couple days ago that when we get old enough to the point that we're not uh, functioning anymore, I would prefer to be happily killed or whatever the right, euthanized, instead of uh, being held on. I am not because I believe that, you know, naturally we all go through that phase of just like the trees, you know, you grow into your own um, maturity and cycle. So I'm not, and when it is time, it is time. Hi, it's Asma, and this is From Different Perspective, the podcast where I talk about things I think get out of my head. How are y'all doing? I feel like it's been so long, like I haven't recorded in a while, nor I haven't been uploading in a while since the uploading schedule have changed and I feel like I miss y'all so much, okay? And uh, if you haven't been um, up to the news with what's happening with the uploading schedule, I have said this in the in the last episode, but I'm going to say it again. We have changed the uploading schedule from uh, four episodes each month and one episode per week two um only two episodes each month and one episode per two weeks for some personal uh, reasons and causes and also some issues have occurred with the uh, host app that i use which have forced me to changing the uploading schedule to only two episodes each month but also uploading two episodes each month also gave me like free time to control you know my daily life and stuff and why there's a lot of car sounds i literally live in the ruler area of Somalia. I'm sorry. Anyways, today's episode is so... I feel like I love this episode, even though I haven't recorded it. But I feel like it's so close to my heart for some reasons. And let's get started. One note we should mention before we start this week's episode. This episode may have such a controversial topics that some of you won't like to hear. Thank you. Today's episode, um, or this week's episode generally, was uh, I was very hesitant about the title 
of the episode on itself because the original title was spoiler alert but i have changed the title from spoiler alert to the destination because i felt like it suited it suits it way more because spoiler alert feels like i don't know it's not giving the vibes to me but so uh this episode we're talking about such a controversial topic death and you would be wondering what is the so controversial thing about death but we're gonna see in this episode so we're going to divide this episode into three um genres or three types or three bars whatever you want to call it we're getting the believer's bov of death and a non-believer bov of death and death in just general from believer or non-believer bov and you would be wondering what believer and non-believer does in this place that we are in because i've heard a lot of people saying that death is not associated with religion and i was like i was like so i don't know i was fascinated i was not fascinated in the good way i was fascinated in the bad way because what do you mean by death is not like essentially associated with religion because we all know that death is associated with religion whether you like it or not so you always hear death in the topics that associated with religion so we cannot separate death from religion okay i myself i'm a religious person i'm muslim i i believe in islam so i myself believe in a different concept of death but a christian person does not have the same concept of death that i'm the muslim person has nor the atheist who's not believe in anything have okay so we all have different concepts of death and if you want to represent that and it's like like being the most vulnerable it have ever it has ever been we have to associate with a religions so we can get it from different perspective just like you know what i'm talking about so <clears throat> first a question such a feels like really basic question but before we get into the believer and non-believer bov why do we fear death It's such a good question though. I searched about that question a lot and I've got some, um, how do I say, I got some nice answers and bad answers. But from my own perspective, as a Muslim, at some point, I think I really don't fear death. And we're getting to that later because there's, you know, believer and non-believer BOV. So when we get to the Islam BOV of uh, death, I'm going to talk about it more from my personal perspective. But the general uh, concept of death why do we fear death i found is because we are afraid of what's coming after the death the non-existent and the unknown behind dying so what is what is the answer we are afraid of death because we are afraid of the non-existent and the unknown behind dying but why do we fear the non-existent and the unknown on self i found this um مقال how I don't know it's in English in uh, how do I say in in a website on Google and Kristen Etch wrote it in medium.com you can check it out I love that website she said when we face a crossroad or a conflict in our lives we either fight freeze or take flight the unknown is basically a lack of knowledge and we are afraid of the lack of knowledge and fear is basically a state of ignorance and lacking of knowledge I know y'all are so confused. Let me explain. So she said that 
let me just, you know, how to say it. Let me shorten this for you, okay? We said we fear death, but why do we fear death? We fear the non-existent, or we fear the unknown. Why do we fear the unknown? We fear the unknown because it's basically lack of knowledge, and we are, as a human beings, afraid of the lack of knowledge because we need, like, if you don't know something, you'll always accept something bad behind that thing. So we are afraid of that bad thing behind the lacking of knowledge. And and fear, the fear on itself, is basically a state of ignorance. And ignorance is lacking of knowledge. Did you get that? I don't know. I didn't even get it myself. Anyways, <laughs> I have to explain it a little bit more. So to make it look more simple, we fear death, and death means the unknown after life. And we fear the unknown, and the unknown is lack of knowledge. And we fear lack of knowledge, and fear is a state of lacking of knowledge. Okay? It's just a vicious circle with no beginning or end. I'm so sorry. But let's just get deeper into this topic. I thought of taking some personal opinions from other people. So I went uh, to my all-time favorite sources, Quora. I'm so sorry. People like use Wikipedia and Google for getting on Reddit. I love Reddit, but I feel, I feel like I love Quora more than, more than Reddit. So a quick note before we start the uh, other people's opinion. Most of the following posts were posted about 2012, 2012, around 11 years ago. So there might be some differences in today's and 11 years ago opinions, and there might be some misunderstandment. And to mention, in this episode, we're talking generally about each single religion's perspective on what do they think about this life-altering experience, which is death. So, um, the question is, why do religious people fear death so much? If they believe in God and heaven, they shouldn't, they welcome death? So we started, I'm sorry, uh, we started the religious perspective. So someone called Adam, K-N-A-B-B, I don't know how to pronounce that, wrote 10 years ago. He wrote, the key statement in the question is religion, religious people. Religious people believe in a lot of things, but their belief is merely the ability to conjunctively agree with a set of notions. Their belief dies at their doorstep. It gets as far as an idea of loving their neighbor and then become as hardened as the roots of an old maple tree. I have known a few good men and women to die who truly knew God. Those people rejoiced as death grew near. They sang in their hospital rooms the quarrels of their wrath in worship and adoration. The problem is, it seems a lot of people of the people around you or on display before you claim, belief, hold to an idea of truth void of the evidence. James calls for faith without work is dead. Belief without necessary action lacks conviction and perhaps is not belief at all. Man, <laughs> that was so deep. I'm sorry. That was so poetic. I'm sorry. Anyways, so I feel like I do not really agree with Adam's opinion on this because Religious people have, as I just said in the beginning of the episode, religious people have a lot of like different concepts of death, and as long as religious differentiate, okay? So the Abraham's religions, uh, Jew, Muslim, Christian, we can have some similarities in the religion on itself, but the concepts of death in each one of those religions is complicated and way different, okay? So I can't really say, for example, Christian or for example Jew because I'm not Christian nor, nor Jew so I can't really give a personal perspective on this but I can give a personal personal perspective on Muslim concept of death so this guy Adam says that religious people believe in a lot of things 
But their belief is merely the ability to cognitively agree with a set of notion. Their belief dies at their doorstep. Here, I'm sorry, I cannot really relate with you. Because a lot of religious people are religious and believe in God and like keep religion in their daily life and keep their daily life in their religion. So they're basically getting used to the life with religion, but they cannot live a life, live a life without religion. And there's some people who are like from a religious family, but they're not really, you know, um, how do I say, convinced of their religion. So they probably hate it or they're probably not really accepting it. So they call themselves, oh yeah, I'm religious. Oh yeah, I'm like from that religion. But if you ask them question about that religion or you ask them to talk further more about that, they won't talk about it because they're not very, and how do I say it? They're not associated with that religion. They feel like it's just a name uh, for appearance and that's all. But the true religious people, the true, okay, who love their religion, who like always make sure to talk about it with other people and 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 like godly worship god like they worship god like it's the the end of the world those people exist okay and i do not consider anyone who is from a religious background who does not and practice his religion uh anything about that i do not consider that as a religious person because you're not acting upon what you you've been told to do so that's not religious at all so you can call yourself religious but we do not accept you as a religion person but but always remember always you can come back nothing wrong with that you can no you know some people have a state of ignorance uh like just we said in the first episode we have a state of ignorance where we have a religious background, but we're not really associated with our, our religion. But sometimes some people can repent from that and become back to their religion and love their God uh, the most in the world. So being religious means to do what, to do what you were told to do, to work upon your life and your religious life at the same time as Muslims do. So like... Saying that religious people believe in a lot of things, but their belief is merely the ability to conjunctively agree with a set of notions, I cannot agree with that. Let's get to the second um, person. Uh, this person wrote, Neil Patterson. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce y'all guys' names weird. I'm so sorry. He wrote, or she wrote, or they wrote 11 years ago. Because for some people... Being religious may be a way of copying with their fear of death. Faith and knowledge don't pretend to be the same, although certainty is a part of the poetry of belief. The thing that we say that we believe, the thing that we must believe, is often the thing that we fear most not to be true for some people. Honestly, I've written this this like about post for some reasons even though i haven't really understood what it talks about i've tried to like read it so many times and i feel like the writing is so poetic and i love it but what are you talking about what are you talking about i could not understand it okay so from what i understand this guy or this girl or whoever they are is talking about religious 
being religious may be a way of copying with their fear of death which i obviously do not agree with i was like i'm sorry i am a, a believer obviously and i believe in a religion and i believe in a god one god obviously but searching about the non-believer um perspective made me believe that i have such a strong iman <laughs> i don't want to like say this as if so uh in a way of complimenting myself but i'm saying that i keep reading those posts and i keep reading those opinions and i feel like i do not agree with them at all because it's at some point it does not feel it does not feel real okay because this person is saying that being religious may be a way of copying with their fear of death that it might be it may be it might be okay there might be people out there who just really just to, to like copy with their fear of death but i myself i don't think i'm religious because of coping with the fear of my death death is such a thing that will happen to you whether you like it whether you're not okay so being afraid of death just because you're afraid of what's going to happen after death isn't the total concept of the fear of death i don't think if i'm delivering this thing right but what i'm trying to drive home is that not every religious people is like being religious to try to cope with their fear of death just like this person is saying and i feel like a lot of people out there are religious because of a family background or because their their family does not believe in the same religion that this this, this person believe i've seen a lot of people who just recently reverted to islam and became muslim and their families are christians or atheist or whatever so these people took this uh, religion okay like reverted to this religion because they thought not they thought they believed that this religion was the right one okay whether it be christian christianity whether it be jew whether it be uh islam or whatever okay and i know that there's a lot of religions out there and i know them but i keep saying christian and uh, jew and islam because i'm like talking about those three in general and i'm like you know associating it with other religions so don't get offended i'm sorry <laughs> anyways so the fact that i get offended really easily but i feel like i've been giving no to mission in this in the first episode but i'm not controversial enough about this anyway so this person also said that faith and knowledge don't pretend to be the same although certainty is a part of the poetry of belief the thing we that we we say that we believe the thing that we must believe is often the thing that we fear must not to be true for some people thank you so much and let's get to another question it says the question says are atheists more scared of death than religious people we have gotten some atheist perspectives on this topic we've got this person um zander or shander i don't know there's x a n d e r i don't know if these even name make though uh, wrote this post two years ago and it says why would they be it's quite the contrary most religious people fear death they view it as escapable in the atheist mind death is what will happen to us all Maybe you're talking about the non-things part, and for some people that m- might be hard to come to grips to. But for the average atheist, he's much reconciled with the fact that after you die, there's nothing. So there's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> this 
is what I'm talking about. This is what this is like what I'm saying that when I look at atheists and non-religious people in perspective of that, I laugh so much. Cause it says for the average atheist, he's much reconciled with the fact that after you die, there is nothing. So there's nothing to be afraid of. How come you believe in the nothingness? Like, I feel like, no offense, obviously, but I feel like the atheist mindset, the atheists think that the the atheist people believe in is all built on nothing and will end up to be nothing. Because atheist people believe that this world was created from zero, from no one, and was just, it was there. It was just there. And when they die, they're not going anywhere. So there's nothing. So there's nothing to be afraid of. I mean, like, at some point, when you view things, for example, this cup, okay, y'all, y'all can see it, but I'm drinking juice right here. Um, not juice, I mean juice, juice. Lemon, lemonade, okay? I'm drinking lemonade, okay? So this cup, this cup on itself was created from a guy or a girl or someone. Was created from someone, from a human being anyway. So this was created from metal. This cup is metal, okay? The metal came from a place. I don't know where metal comes from. Wait, that's a question. Where does metal come from? I think it's like, I don't know. I haven't been very good in biology in the first place. Anyways, so metal comes from place. And from there, we get the metal. They make the cup. And when they make the cup, they sell it. And someone buys it. And then we drink on it. We use the cup, right? So there's an original resource for the cup, or where did it come from? The original of the cup was metal, okay? And the original of metal is, wait a second, I have to search this, okay? Okay, I found it. It says, um, the metal, must be metals come from the earth crust, okay? So we found the original. So you say that the cup's original is from metal, and the metal come from the earth crust. And someone took the metal from the earth crust and made it up to metal, and then made it up to cup, so you can use it. The individual who buys it can use it, right? So there's a source from where this cup in the original, in the, in the first place came from. I'm just using a cup. A lemonade cup as an example so what do you think of the entirety the planet how could you say that the planet came from nowhere okay and a lot of you will argue that the blood the this this earth and everything came from the was it what was it the what was it yeah I get it the Big Bang theory that the world was made from a big bang Okay, that's literally what it says, a big bang. So, how can you say that the word is made of a big bang, but the cup on itself was back from a metal, and the metal was came from the crust earth? So the crust earth happened to come from a big bang. I swear it is so funny because I'm sorry. Don't get offended. I I'm, I keep saying that. Don't get offended, but everyone has a perspective and everyone has been in. I made this podcast on the first place and I named it from different perspective so that we can view things from different perspectives, right? So do not get offended. I'm so sorry. Anyways, um, so yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, let's go back to the the Xander's comment. So what does he else say? Yeah. Most religious people fear death. They view it as escapable, okay? 
I think that every single person on human existence do fear death. Okay, whether you're religious, whether you're not, and I've said that for why do they fear death in the in the in the in the start of the episode, but religious people fear death because they view it as escapable. First, no one can escape death. That's certain. Okay, whether you be religious, whether you not be religious. Death is not escapable at all, okay? So we cannot just, oh my god, I don't want to die, so I'm just escaping it. Yay! It does not work like that. But the escapable thing is the hell and the heaven part, okay? If you believed in the right religion and you worked about what we, you were told to do in the right way, you'll get to heaven. But if you did not believe in the right religion or become atheist and did not work or what you have been uh, work upon what you were told to do, then you'll get to hell. Okay, that's literally the basic amount of information that any religious people on this earth has: the hell and the heaven. Okay, but the atheist people in the first place does not believe in the existence of God. So how do they can believe in the hell and the heaven? Because they wonder, oh my God, where is the hell and the heaven? If I would believe in God, I want to know where the hell and the heaven is. In Muslim perspective, hell and heaven and God, Allah on themselves, they are all, all in the sky. Okay? So, when you get to the day of judgment in Islam perspective, you'll get to go through many, many, many steps before you get to the, your, your final destination. Hell or heaven? Okay? And there's some expect, uh, ex- exceptions we would not talk about right now and what else did this guy says in atheist mind death is what will happen to us all i get it not on, only atheist mind from every person's perspective death is not escapable and you, you you'll die whether you like it or not so also this guy said maybe you're talking about that nothing is barred and for some people that might be hard to come to grips for i agree with that but for the average atheist, he's much reconciled with the fact that after you die, there's nothing, so there's nothing to be afraid of. Thank you so much for this opinion, and I do not agree with it. Another um, someone wrote, Colin Regals, C-O-L-I-N-R-I-E-G-E-L-S, wrote two years ago. Weirdly, I usually find that the reverse is true. Atheists tend to be broadly accepting of the fact that life is infinite, and they are comfortable with the idea that there's nothing beyond this mortal coil. Conversely, I usually find that more religious people might no, I usually find that the more religious my friends are, the more difficulty they have with the idea of death. Either their own or loved ones, I don't have any hard data on that, and it is not like a one-on-one correlation. But just based on my own anecdotal experience, I'd pretty comfortable saying no. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? This is like so complicated, sorry. Weirdly, I usually find that the reverse is true. Okay, atheists tend to be broadly accepting of the fact that life is fitted. We all know that the life is fitted. And they're comfortable with the idea that there's nothing beyond this mortal coil. I feel like these people's perspective and opinion of uh, atheist mind- mindset of believing and being comfortable that this earth and this world will at some point end i'm sorry there's a question in my mind do the, do atheist people believe that everyone on this earth will die 
but there will be another generation that will exist and keep existing and there will be no end to the world but there will be an end to an individual i if there's any atheist out there or someone who know atheist people i feel like i really want to hear that dm me i'm sorry so yeah um what was i saying yeah so uh the fact that atheist people are very comfortable with the idea of death is okay with me okay i myself religious person i'm very comfortable with the idea of death but before the uh, the concept of death comes to a place you've got to do things before that okay so the things is that you keep you work upon what you were told to do so that when you die you have something to represent to your god that you have done this and you have done this and you have done that and you get what you deserve upon what you have done so if you deserve hell you go to hell if you deserve heaven you go to heaven right but the fact that atheist in the first place does not believe that there is nothing after death so even if they like they don't work upon anything back when they're in life so they work they don't do anything to get to hell or heaven they just live they just live with no believing god I mean that is insane at least to me okay um pretty much that's all what i have wrote only for a person's perspective because i i don't want to make this episode longer than that now that we talk about life and death do we have a third label label other than life and death such a good question right i will tell you the answer of that question in islam there is al-barzakh which means basically borderland or an intermediary stage between this life and another life in the hereafter. AKA the intermediary between the time a person is placed in his grave until the day of judgment. I think I've seen this term, not at the Barzakh, but the definition in some other religions. I think if y'all have this term in your, um, what is it, religion, DM me too. I would like to hear your perspectives and opinions on this too. So as a Muslim, you'll have two things before hell and heaven which is uh, the Barzakh and then the Day of Judgment. So let me talk to you about Muslim perspective. I just said that in the in the starting of the episode that I will ta- talk about Muslim perspective, okay? So now that we talked about non-believer perspective and a believer perspective, and before we get into death in general, I would like to talk about it in my perspective as a Muslim. Okay, so in Islam, y'all probably know we believe in only the existence of one God who is Allah, which means basically God. So, when you become Muslim in the first place, you have to say this sentence that m- makes you to become Muslim. Not only saying it, but also believing in what does it mean. And it is, لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له. Okay? That's it. There is no God but Allah. Only Him, and you cannot associate Him with any other. Okay? So, La ilaha illallah is like the iconic word, the original word for Islam. La ilaha illallah. There is no God but Allah. So, anyone who does, be- who do- who does believe in the concept of that there is no God on this earth but Allah gets to heaven. That is certain. Whether, the, like, I mean, believing in the concept of uh, that there's only one God and is Allah have to be associated with being Muslim also and also praying and fasting and you know doing Hajj and Umrah if, if the person can and uh, giving charity and stuff and all of this but 
there's this hadith that says that in the day of judgment when people get to heaven and hell and Allah in the last minute says that which means get people out of hell who have the smallest amount of faith in their hearts so they get them out of the hell and they, they they'll get to heaven and that's all so anyone who believes in the concept of there's no one in, in earth and not there's no god but allah will get to heaven even if that person has to go through hell to get to the heaven so basically hell is like the way the path to get to the heaven but not in every case okay not in every case if there's a religious muslim when i say religious muslim i mean a person who does everything the way he was told to do work upon everything he was told to do okay so that person pray he give charity he uh, he make dua he like he's a nice person and everything that person if allah will inshallah if allah will he will get to heaven without having to go through hell but what I'm talking about, the people who have the smallest amount of faith in their heart are the ones who believe in God and Allah and are Muslims but do not do the thing that Muslims are supposed to do. So they don't pray, they listen to music, they talk with girls or they, she talks with guys or she does not wear hijab or this guy is like uh, does not work upon what he was told to do. Those people, even though they are Muslims, they have to go through hell to like repent from what they have done but also you have a choice unless you're alive as long as you're alive you have the choice to repent from what you have done so if you have done a sin you can repent from that sin and because Allah is Rahim, Allah is the most merciful you know so the way to the heaven or the way to the Jannah is to pray and to give charity and to read Quran enjoying good and forbidding evil and whatsoever so that that is the path that is the way to get to the jannah to get the final destination so i think that's all for the muslim perspective so death in general okay death in general without any restrictions whether believer non-believer atheist whatever I believe as a human being not as a Muslim as a human being that we all are going to die whether you like it whether you're not okay if God will that you're going to die at this current moment you'll die at this current moment because God says that Allah says that be then it will be right so I feel like at the end of everything, you cannot talk about death without associating with with uh, religion. I have said that I'm going to talk about death in general, but I obviously can't. Okay, I can't. I can't say that um, death is this, 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 and what is going to happen after death is this, this, this. Because I can't do that without associating with de- with the religion. Because religion on itself tells us what is going to happen after death. But if being atheist, an atheist people cannot tell me what what is going to happen after death. That's the only 
good like that's the only difference between a religion people and a religious and atheist person because atheists cannot tell you what is going to happen after death and as those people i've just read they're supposed to say that and atheist people is so comfortable with the idea of death because they know that there's nothing so there's nothing to be afraid of just like xander mcdo said but in islam in any religion tells you exactly what is going to happen after death you'll get to your grave there's two malak are going to come for, to you and they'll ask you three questions who's your god who's your messenger and what is your religion who's your god and who's your messenger that's what religion uh, islam tells us okay you get to your grave first and be and they put you down and they'll go the people your family your relatives are all gonna go and then you're gonna be alone in that grave and then your soul gonna come back to your body and then they're gonna ask you two medic two angels are gonna come to you and they ask you three questions who 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 the who question the first who question is who what is your religion and who is your god and who is your messenger okay if you answer them the three of those questions correctly then uh, what is it called this small window or like small i don't know say of heaven of jannah then you'll see your destination and the person in that grave will say when the day of judgment will come This person is like so excited to get to see the final destination. To get inside of that. Okay? So that person, Allah says, uh, and I think, not Allah, Rasulullah uh, says in hadith, I don't really recall it correctly. But the hadith, the concept of the hadith says that in the qabr, in the grave of that person, there will be a 10 feet tall amount of space for that person. And that person can see the heaven. From this small amount, like window-like uh, place, so he can see the heaven, and he can like he keeps saying that when the day of judgment will come, when the day of judgment will come. But in the contrary, in the other side, where an unbeliever be, a person dies and will get to the grave and be asked these three questions: Man Rabbuk, Man Dinuk, Man Nabiyuk. Who's your God? Who's your religion? Who's your messenger? What is your religion? Right? When you get these asked three questions and that person cannot answer it, then you'll just see the help. You'll see the help. And this person keeps saying, Allah do not make the day of judgment come. And there's this ayah in the Quran, I don't, I don't know which surah, but it says, um, فيقول ها امقرؤ كتابي اني ظننت اني ملاق حسابي فهو في عيشه راضيه ان انظر اي ساز فاما من اوتي كتابه بشماله فيقول يا ليتني لم اوت كتابي ولم ادري ما حسابي يا ليتها كانت القاضيه the ayah basically the verse talks about that when after everything happens when you get out of the grave the day of judgment happened and everyone is uh, is going to stand in front of Allah at that moment and everyone will get their kitab, a book, 
So that book, what is it? The book, that book is written everything you have done in your entire life is written on that book. Whether it be a sin, whether it be a deed, it's written on it, okay? So the person who gets that kitab with his right hand, what he's going to say? يَقُولُ هَاُمُقْرَأُ كِتَابِيَ Take this. Take this book and read it. Read what I have done in the dunya. Read what I have done in their life. I was praying. I was I was doing those deeds and I was worshipping Allah. يَقُولُ هَاُمُقْرَأُ كِتَابِيَ إِنِّي ظَنَنْتُ أَنِّي مُلَاقٍ حِسَابِيَ I knew that the day of judgment will come. I knew that I will be uh, hold accountable for my actions in the, in the, in the day of judgment. Then that person will live a nice life. A nice, raadiyah. Okay, nice life. But, The one who will get his book with his left hand. Oh Allah, ya laytani, ya laytani. I wish if I did not get this book. Ya laytani lam uta kitabi. Walam adri ma hisabi. And I did not know how it will be ended. Because this person is going to, going to hell, obviously. So I wish if I didn't know that my end will be hell. Ya laytani lam uta kitabi. Walam adri ma hisabi. Ya laytaha kanat al that I wish that would have been my end, my death. And the next I says, ما أغنى عني مالية. My wealth has not availed me. هلك عني سلطانية. And that I will continue. هلك عني سلطانية means uh, my power and arguments to defend myself have gone from me. هلك عني سلطانية. خذوه فغلوه. Allah said. Seize him and fetter him. It will be said. ثم الجحيمة صلوه. Who, who are we talking about? The, the, the person who, who got the, his kitab in, the, in, in his left hand. Then throw him in the blazing fire. Okay? And then the next ayah says, Then fasten him with a chain whereof the length is 70 cubits. That's it. The ayah continues, and Surah Al-Haq is literally one of the most, like, scariest surah in the Quran because it talks about the, the qiyam and the day of judgment, how someone will end. And I remember my mother talking to me, me and my sister, back when I was like, I think, seven years old. I was, I remember that day very clearly. I was sitting. It was Ramadan, the uh, the fasting month. If you didn't know, so it was morning. It was like I think eight or nine p.m. So we were sitting in the couch. Like right down under the window, and I and my mother never talked to me about those stuffs. So we were sitting, and we were reading Quran together, me and my mother and my sister. So we were reading Surah Al-Haqqa because I had to memorize it that day because I had Tasmiya, uh, the the Asr of that day. So she was like reading it out loud with me, me and my sister. So we were like, and my mom was like, wait a second, let me explain those ayah to you, and let me just tell you what he talks about and then she started talking to me and my sister about the day of judgment and how is it going to happen and how and how and how and how 
And I remember crying that day. I remember crying so badly. I was like, oh my god, oh my mother. I would never do a sin in my entire life. I don't want to be treated that way. I don't want to go to hell, okay? So I remember crying that day. And I was like, I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So my mom told me about that. Not as in a way to make me hate or to make me scared of my religion. But to, to, to remind me as a Muslim girl that... Allah is Ghafur Rahim, He's the most merciful, but He has His Adab Adab Hu Alim. Okay? So it's not a way of making me afraid of Islam, but a way to make me aware that there, there is hell, there's heaven, and also there's hell. So you've gotten the instructions to how to get to heaven and to avoid hell. And you've also gotten the instructions to how to get to hell and avoid heaven. Okay, so if you want to get to hell, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Go with shaitan. I'm so sorry. So, yeah. That's the end of today's episode. And I hope you all enjoyed it. 42 minutes of talking about death. Such a, such a, a tanoshimi topic. <laughs> such a very uh, fun topic. Anyways, um, I wanted to tell you uh, one thing before we end this episode is that um, now, since we have only two episodes each month, the episodes will be quite longer than the episodes back when it was four episodes each month. Now, the episodes used to be like 20 to 30 minutes, now it's going to be 40 to one hour um, episodes. So I hope you all enjoy it, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope I'll see you next week. And stay safe. See you soon. Bye-bye.